and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, hope everyone's having just a delightful day. Um, it is super cold this morning on the uh, 25th of January here in delightful central Ohio. Uh, we got a nice sheen of snow ice, packed down snow that's turned into ice, occasional patch of uh, asphalt visible type conditions going on here. It's going to be a treat. I'm super excited about all that. Um, and hopefully this, this, you know, we, we all get where we're going in, in one good spot. Um, if you're listening from a sunny location where it's nice and warm, feel free to package some of that up and send it my way. That would be, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, but as that's not, you know, physically or logistically possible, we'll just just warm ourselves with the, the sunny thought and happy disposition of, of that warmer times are coming. Um, so what is Todd going to ramble on about today? Um, I think we're going to talk a little bit about time. Um, specifically uh, prompted by some uh, listener responses and queries as to the, the timing of some of my episodes. Um, so, uh, we'll start, we'll start this way. Um, I feel like, uh, in early episodes, um, I kind of sort of addressed the, uh, topic of frequency of episodes in a extremely sort of non-committal way. Um, you know, I know that a lot of podcasts out there have, you know, sort of a set schedule. It's like, okay, this is a weekly podcast and it comes out on, you know, Tuesdays at noon or whatever. Um, there are daily podcasts that come out, you know, as the title would, you know, suggest on a daily basis, um, that I, I believe I mentioned it to time and I still attest that I, I don't think I can maintain that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can talk about a lot of things, um, a lot of the time, but I, I don't know that I could, you know, keep a, a daily situation happening, uh, and keep it interesting, and have it go, you know, for, for an extended period of time before I start repeating myself, or, uh, just, like I said, not being very interesting or, or entertaining. Um, I feel like I'm already starting to repeat myself every now and again, um, just due to the nature of the, uh, the podcast and the unscripted nature and, and that I, you know, just get behind the wheel and talk about things and I'll be real honest with you. Most of these get recorded. Um, you know, I get in the car, I hit record, I talk a bunch, I get to my destination, I hit save, I give it a name, uh, and then I, you know, come up with what I think is hopefully a clever show title. Uh, I write down a brief description of what I think it is. And then eventually I hit the publish button. Like, there's not a whole lot of, of pre- or post-production that goes into this. Um, and you'll notice that one step that's missing is the listen to it back before I send it out into the wild. Um, and one of the side effects of that is, is I've, got a, you know, I've got a rough notion as to what it is that I've said, but, you know, odd tidbits here and there that I may have said already, I don't remember if I said that or if it's just something that I thought at one point. So if I get repetitive, I apologize. Um, we're going to pretend that that's for the benefit of new listeners. 
and, and run with that. Um, but anyway, uh, the point I was trying to get to will return to me any minute now. Uh, again, such is the nature of the rambling. Um, yeah, because, uh, because of the way in which I do these, I, I don't know that I can do daily. Uh, don't intend to. Uh, for the past little while now, I've been trying to keep to a, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday release, um, sort of schedule, which seems to be working out. Um, like I may have mentioned before, I kind of just record these as they occur to me. Like I don't even have a set schedule at which these are recorded. I just, well, it's time to go to work or oh, it's time to go home. Do I have a thing I want to talk about? If the answer is yes, I hit record and do the thing. If the answer is no, I, you know, listen to an audiobook or another podcast or, you know, some music. Whatever. It's it's pretty freeform. That's that's how we're rolling here at the Toddcast. Um, but it puts, it puts the situation such that, um, generally speaking, uh, I've averaged about six ep- unaired episodes in sort of my, my buffer or backlog of shows that I've recorded, but have not yet, you know, sent live on the world. Um, some of which are just general topics that aren't really keyed to any specific, uh, time or place. Um, you know, stories I'm telling of my youth, it really doesn't matter that I, you know, drop that immediately or if it sits in the buffer for, you know, a month or whatever. Uh, some of the things I record about do have some sort of relation to, you know, current events, um, and therefore I feel like I should probably drop those sooner than later, um, just so it's not too far, uh, afield from the time it was recorded, uh, and intended to go out, um, and some things are sort of a mishmash, um, some things really don't have any basis, you know, in, in time or whatever, I think the, the one in specific that, uh, sort of prompted the question was the one I released, uh, here recently about, you know, me, me and various fistfights I've had, you know, that story doesn't have anything to do with current events, but at some point in the podcast, I mentioned, you know, what I was doing that day or, oh, this weekend I did a thing. Um, and that episode sat in the buffer for like a month plus. And when it went out, you know, one of the folks was like, that happened a long time ago. What's up with that? So I I just, you know, want to address that to everybody. Um, like I said, I, I record whenever and kind of drop them as I see fit. Um, and it's not always sequentially. Uh, they're, they're recorded sequentially, obviously. Uh, I can't time travel to record a thing or move forward in time to record a thing. Um, but they don't always necessarily go live in order. Um, mainly because a lot of the episodes, there's not really, you know, there's not really some sort of cliffhanger at the end of one that you need to follow up immediately with the next one. They're not really telling an overarching, you know, narrative. Uh, it's just a bunch of miscellaneous, you know, stories and be talking about stuff. So the consequence of that is that, you know, sometimes these things go out of order and sometimes, you know, they get dropped in, you know, out into the world, uh, you know, a month or more after they were recorded. And I guess that could be a little, little weird, uh, for some folks who are, you know, obviously listening to them in sequence. Uh, so just kind of wanted to address that to you. 
I guess the other thing I can mention is that, uh, you know, at points you'll notice the audio can sometimes be a little different. Uh, that owes itself to when I first started recording these, I just had um, my phone rigged through the, the Bluetooth in my car. Um, so those ones probably sound like me recording uh, from a speakerphone. Um, and that's because that's kind of what I'm doing. Uh, recently, and by recently I mean for Christmas, uh, <laughs> my uh, brother got me a, uh, a microphone, uh, you know, a lavalier mic, one of those ones that, you know, you clip onto your tie uh, to record to. Um, and I gave that a shot, and that's what I'm re recording with, you know, as we speak. Um, full disclosure, I'm not actually wearing a tie. I rarely wear a tie. Having something tied around my neck whenever possible. Um, the lavalier mic is actually clipped to my parking pass, hanging from the rearview mirror, because that seemed to be a good place, uh, good place to pick up the audio. It also makes make sure that you know it's not constantly getting bumped into uh, by my seatbelt, etc. So, if you're wondering why episode to episode it might sound a little weird, um, odds are if it sounds like I'm on a speakerphone, it's either because it's an older episode or because it is one that I am recording uh, with a, you know, a guest um, over the Anchor app because of the way this, this stuff plugs in. Uh, I don't think I can use the, the lavalier mic and actually hear audio being presented to me through the phone. Uh, so we just go with the Bluetooth on that. And I've already gotten way too meta, and I'm already bored with hearing this, so we're just going to shut up about all that now. Um, but just thought I'd throw that out there in case you were as to how come the audio keeps sounding weird and why does, why does he talk about things that are way out of sequence? That's why. Um, I apologize for any confusion this may have caused um, and we'll just move on with our day. So, um, I am not even to the highway yet and have you know a whole bunch of time to, to fill to talk about things. Um, luckily, I put just a smidgen, and I mean a smidgen, of, of thought into this because I suspected that would be and have decided to stick with the theory of time, the talking about time. Uh, we started that way, we're going to finish that way, we're going to see where this goes. Um, and specifically, uh, because I am a bit of a sci-fi fan, uh, a person who enjoys him some speculative fiction, some science fiction, some fantasy, some that sort of thing, uh, I'm going to ramble a little bit about time travel. Um, so, um, Abby, if you're listening, you will not hurt my feelings if you skip the rest of this episode. Um, okay, now that she's gone, the reason I say that is, is I think one of the few, I don't know that I'd say arguments, uh, disagreements that we've had, uh, Abby and I, uh, were related to time travel. Um, I can't even remember how it came up. I remember that she had uh, a little plastic slide whistle thing that she was monkeying around with, uh, that she was calling her time whistle, uh, that somehow got us talking about time travel, um, and I was dropping some, you know, crazy, you know, theories in regards to time travel, um, that just did not mesh with what she thought the way time travel should work, um, I was accused of shitting in her time machine 
uh, and we kind of agreed not to talk about time travel, uh, again, so, um, you know, I'm all for marital and domestic bliss, so, you know, if she's not listening, that may be a good thing, um, you know, and if, if she's choosing to listen, that, that's on her, um, it's, it's a risk I'm just gonna have to take, I guess, um, but, uh, you know, I, there, time travel is a, is a, is a fun, uh, interesting concept, uh, it's certainly been, you know, sort of put out there in, in, you know, books and stories and TV and, and movies and such, um, it's one of those things, uh, that to me, you know, I, I like science fiction for a variety of reasons, um, some of it is, you know, I guess the key distinction to me between sci-fi and fantasy is generally that, you know, with fantasy, you've got stuff that has never existed, can't, doesn't exist, won't ever exist, you know, there, there are no dragons, there, there, uh, there's no real evidence that we've ever had dragons, and it, it, it doesn't seem real likely that we will have dragons anytime soon, um, or ever, um, I like the idea of wizardry and, and you know, spellcasting and, and, you know, the, the, the wise old man with the long white beard who can, you know, make things happen by, by saying some, some special words, uh, but that, 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 that's not real. Um, and that's part of the fun of it. Um, but to me, fantasy is stuff that is, you know, amazing and unnatural that, you know, can't happen. Whereas sci-fi, a lot of it is stuff that just maybe hasn't happened yet. There, there's an element of, of hope to that, you know. Um, back before we were, you know, we had a space program, you know, you could talk about a rocket to the moon. Um, and what you might find there and have a, you know, an entertaining and compelling story there. You know, you talk about the, the little green men on Mars, uh, and until we sent rovers up there to prove that, yeah, there's not really up here much but a bunch of rocks, um, as the audience, we could appreciate, you know, the story for itself, but also there's a little hope that, you know, this, this could happen. Uh, you know, uh, whenever, you know, you realize that you're living in the future, and that, you know, when I was a kid, uh, computers were behemoth objects that, to get any kind of real power out of, they needed to fill a room, uh, and now you could, you know, get the computing power of 18,000 of those hangs out in my pocket, and I'm currently recording a podcast on it, you know, you kind of go, oh, cool, I, I'm living in the future, um, you know, and on the tail end of that, you go, where the hell is my jetpack and my flying car, damn it? Um, because that's how, you know, this stuff works. That's how, that's how science fiction goes, you know. You don't know when you're going to get it, or if you're going to get it, but it, there's a certain part of your brain that thinks, you know, this could happen. This, this, this will happen, we're just not there yet. Because um, there are, in fact, jetpacks. They're not practical, or, you know commercially viable or for the every person, but I've seen videos where people have made jetpacks. I mean, they hop you about, you know, what, 10 feet, very dangerously, very inaccurately, but they exist. You know, that could develop and get to the point to where we could all be Boba Fett. It could happen. It's not happening real soon, but it, 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 it could be there. Um, you know, flying cars, 
I've seen the prototypes of, you know, little itty-bitty cars that have wings that fold out and can, you know, take off, whatever. I don't foresee those becoming commonplace in, in my lifetime, and frankly, I'm super happy for that, because, well, I'm on a highway now, and everyone's an asshole. You know, I can only imagine what that would be in the air. Uh, you know, if I run into somebody here on the highway, that's super unpleasant, and people are going to get hurt, and it's going to do, you know, some property damage. Uh, but I don't have to worry about dropping 10,000 feet on top of that. You know, I you know, flying cars sound great, but... The older I get, the less enthused I am about uh, said flying cars. Um, but I digress, as I am wont to do. Uh, time travel, however, is one of those sci-fi concepts that doesn't really fit into that realm, in my opinion. Uh, you know, if if by chance there, there are some hardcore... Uh, theoretical physicists listening to the podcast. Um, hello and welcome, and I apologize for all of the things that I'm sure that I get wrong uh, as a slightly informed layperson. Uh, but maybe those folks can, you know, shed some light on, you know, the theory of relativity and how time works and, and how, you know, it is theoretically possible for us to travel time. You have to do this, this, and this. I don't foresee the this, this, and this happening anytime soon. Uh, nor would I necessarily want it to. I've, I've, I've seen and heard and read enough time travel stories to know that, let's face it, folks, no good can come from this, really. Um, it's, it's a good plot device. It's a good thing to have a story about, but it's one of those things that I just don't see translating well into reality, should someone figure out how to make that happen, uh, or be practical in any way. Because, um, to me, and again, readers feel free to, or, you know, listeners feel free to, uh, you know, call in your, your dissenting opinions. Um, but to me, there are two sort of key theories as regards to time travel. Um, one is that, okay, you, you, you know, can, through whatever means magic, technology, freak wormholes, anomalies in time-space continuum, whatever, you're able to travel forward and backward in time. Um, and really the trouble kind of runs in when you're going back in time um, due, to, due to paradoxes. Um, you know, if I were to suddenly launch 10 years into the future... That would probably mess me up pretty big, because I wouldn't know what the hell was going on. Or, you know, it'd be like, you know, if I were just in a 10-year coma and woke up. Uh, you know, that's just time lost. But there's nothing that I'm going to do in the future that's going to really screw anything up. Really? Um, going back in time is where it gets gets funky, because, you know, the whole, oh, if I go back and kill, you know, my grandpa, then I can't be born, and then if I'm never born, I can't go back, and I can't kill, but you get it, you run into all those sorts of problems, um, which, which brings me back to the whole, you know, sort of two, two theories and things happen of, of time travel situations, um, in the first, you're traveling in time within your own sort of, within your own space, um, you know, if I were to travel 
Let's do a quick time check here. Um, uh, come on, phone. Unlock. Play nice. Oh, you're just being hateful now. Okay, 20 minutes in. If I were to travel back in time 25 minutes from right now, uh, there would be two of me in this world, which is awkward and weird. Uh, I mean, granted, I've now traveled 20 minutes away from my home, so I wouldn't be anywhere near myself. Uh, but if I were to have stayed at home and 20 minutes traveled back, I'd see myself on, you know, getting into the car and hitting record. Um, if I stopped myself from hitting record, what are the impacts there, you know? If I walked myself drive away and then went back into the house like, hey, Abby, how's it going? Got a few minutes before you gotta go to work? You know, that would be a thing. But there's an impact, because there are now two of me here. There, there, there's an overlap. Um, and the things that, for lack of a better term, knew me would do in that time frame would impact things in real life. Um, and cause potentially all kinds of, all kinds of clutter and, and confusion and, and, and chaos. And, you know, depending on who you're talking to, you know, world ending paradox that, you know, just makes us all, you know, go poof. Um, which is the form of time travel I'm not keen on, but it's the time travel that I think a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff relies on in, in, you know, storytelling in the media, you know, the You know, I've made it this many episodes without, you know, needing to invoke this, and I really hope this doesn't, you know, jinx me, but, um, you know, anytime on the internet you bring up Hitler, you've lost your argument. I'm not arguing for Hitler here, but let's face it, one of the classic, you know, time travel tropes is, if you had a time machine, what would you do? And there are a whole lot of people that are like, well, I'd go back and kill baby Hitler. Uh, so yes, I am talking about Hitler for the briefest of moments here, because it's actually relative to, you know, relates to what I'm saying. This theory of time travel, if I were to step into said time machine and travel back in time and off Hitler, um, you know, Hitler would be, you know, be there, he would be dead, therefore you know, he would not be responsible for all of the atrocities and evils of World War II. And that would alter the entire, you know, timeline in history of, well, just about everybody in the world, I gotta think, uh, from that point forward. Um, and so you've gotta, you know, sort of deal with or, or, or figure out, you know, the repercussions of that. Um, because there's just one time stream, there's one reality, you are, you know, skipping around in time, but whatever you do in the past definitely impacts the future, um, also, you know, goes to the whole, well, if I go back and, you know, kill one of my relatives, you know, prior to them having their child, which then had another child, which ended up with me, that's where you run into those sort of paradoxes, um, the alternate sort of theory of time travel um, is sort of a multiverse theory uh, of time travel where you're not really traveling in time so much as you're traveling uh, in space to another universe that is very similar to yours. It just seems to be, you know, off sync from a time perspective such that it is the past. Um, 
and if there were to be time travel, this is the time travel that I would prefer, uh, because it inserts sort of a level of isolation where you don't really have to worry about any of that. Um, and so to try to explain, um, the theory basically hinges on, okay, if we acknowledge that we, you know, exist in, you know, an infinite universe, um, and with it being infinite, anything is possible, um, you can have all sorts of, of whatever you want, uh, you know, granted, you know, here in reality, you know, we, we've got scientists, we've got astronomers who, who look at, look at the, you know, beyond our world, and, you know, we're just now starting to see that, hey, you know what, we think there are planets that, you know, out there that could have life. We obviously don't see any other, you know, Earths per se, and we certainly don't see any other actual Earths. Uh, but, on the premise that the universe is infinite, you can't really see the other side of infinity. That's kind of the way infinity works. You know, with enough space, anything can exist, and therefore there could be, you know, another Earth that is just yellow sun, blue-green planet, third one out, has humans, etc., etc. Because it's big enough and anything's possible. And in infinite probabilities in an infinite universe, that, that, that not only could happen, but, you know, it, it kind of has to, in, in my theory here. Um, and if it can happen once and it continues to be infinite, you, you, you kind of end up with infinite Earths. Um, and a whole lot of infinite everything else, given how scarce Earth is in what we're able to see. But you end up with infinite Earths. So, if you, if you agree to that, then, you know, each of those Earths is its own distinct unit. And if you put forward the notion that, you know, they all developed independently, but sort of simultaneously, and they are all identical enough to have followed the same general path, um, then what you have are a bunch of Earths that are more or less the same, but slightly different, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons. Um, but basically, the point being that if I had a machine that let me time travel, and I'm putting air quotes around that, uh, to, you know, the 50s, but it wasn't actually the 50s on my Earth, it was a different Earth where the time, where it was just at its stage in development was the 50s for it. Um, I show up there, I procure me a weapon, I take out one of my grandparents, prior to them having, you know, my, my, my parents. Um, and you don't have the paradox, because I actually came from a different Earth. Um, you know, that Earth is no longer going to get itself a Todd someday, because one of the key components you know, the parental unit is no longer in existence because some asshole from another planet killed by bomb. Um, but it, it, it puts it into a different situation. You know, in that scenario, you go back, you kill Hitler, that world does not have itself a World War II. Doesn't help anybody back where you're from, though. Things don't, things don't change. Um, I really don't know where I was going with this, except I felt like, hey, I'm going to blather on about time travel and hope that Abby doesn't hear and get pissed. Um, 
I'm getting close to work, so the end is near, folks. Um, I guess the other thing I'll throw out um, in regards to time travel and you know its its feasibility and and reality um, or not, as the case may be, is that uh, I'm one of those folks that you know likes to think, and this this may be getting a little touchy feely hippie for some folks, but you know deal with it. Um, that thinks, um, that no, time travel in the classically presented form of, you know, going forward, backward in time, you know, back to the future style is not really a thing. Um, but I also think that all of us, you know, have certain opportunities to, to sort of go back in time. Um, you know, uh, humans are, are amazing creatures in that we've got memories, um, you know, if you, if you close your eyes and think back to, you know, a happy time, you know, the day you got married, the day your child was born, uh, the day you graduated uh, from school, um, any of those things, and you sit and you, you, you know, close your eyes and you think about it and recreate it in your brain, your brain is sort of taking a little, little trip back in time to those, to that point in time, to the events that, uh, you know, triggered all those thoughts and images and memories. Um, and then you, you know, you, you get to come right back to where you were um, when you, you stop thinking about it. Uh, I find this particularly effective. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, or particularly active um, for some reason with certain smells. Um, I'm sure some sort of, you know, person who studies the brain could, could, could tell you why that is and why, why smells can trigger such strong, uh, you know, emotional responses and memories. Um, but man, there are times where, you know, I for get a random whiff of, and I, I don't know what it is specifically, uh, it, it's, it's the smell of some sort of like laundry detergent. Uh, but I catch a whiff of that and my brain is immediately whisked back to, oh, it's the summer before my freshman year in, in high school. We're in, you know, Mike's basement playing first edition D&D because we played in his basement. And that's where the washing machine was. and The smell was there. And anytime I smell that, I poof, back there. It, it's time travel. Um, I'm going to use two D&D playing references apparently to illustrate this uh there was a point in time when myself my wife her sister and her sister's husband which would be my brother-in-law uh go figure uh all sort of decided that we were going to try and stop smoking um and in exchange for that we were going to play D&D that's maybe a whole story in and of itself but the point being as part of our trying to quit smoking uh we started vaping with the, the vape things. Um, and so I was doing that while I was reading and learning the new 5th edition system. And whenever I've since stopped vaping, but whenever I smell that particular blend of nicotine juice stuff being vaped, I am immediately in the mood for 5th edition D&D. And I remember, you know, the time and places that I was you know, in that it's, it's a kind of time travel. It's kind of neat. Um, 
we humans also have a unique uh, characteristic about us in that we have ways to kind of induce this artificially. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, we've developed photo technology. Uh, you can take pictures of things that happened in the past. Uh, well, you can, take, you can take pictures of things that are happening right now for you that will eventually be things in your past, uh, I guess, is how that actually works. Um, but, you know, you can, I can look at a picture from my wedding, and a small par portion of me is, is, is back there. Uh, you know, we've expanded this to include, you know, full motion video, uh, with sound, um, you know, recently, I, I think I may have rambled on about this, but, you know, I got my hands on a bunch of old, you know, VHS home videos, um, and was working on, you know, digitizing those, um, and as that was happening, I'm sitting there watching it, and, you know, suddenly I'm back at my own, you know, high school graduation party, uh, you know, suddenly I'm back in a time where my brother was young enough I could grab him by the ankles and hold his head over the toilet and you know <laughs> things like that um and that's some time travel I can get behind um because uh you get you know all of the benefits and you don't really have to do worry about any kind of you know insane paradoxes or you know ending the universe um and frankly it's time travel that I encourage um because you can use that time travel for good to, you know, think back of the happy times uh, and the good stuff, and, and that can help fuel you moving forward. Um, you can't really time travel, well, I hate to say you can't, because somebody will figure out a way to fuck this up. Uh, you can't really time travel for evil. Like, you can look at all the, you know, the World War II pictures you want, um, that's not going to necessarily make it happen again. Um, but you can time travel for the sake of good in that you can look at those World War II photos. Um, and even though you weren't alive then, uh, you can travel back in time to a point where before you were even alive and you can learn something from it. Um, you know, whether it's, Hey, we should never do that again. Uh, or, you know, hey, it's, it's interesting to know that, you know, they could do this, or hey, this piece of science I wasn't aware of that I can now, you know, expand on and build on. Um, time travel's a beautiful thing, even if it doesn't work uh, the way it does, you know, in the movies. Um, and I guess that's where I'll leave you. Um, hopefully that was entertaining. I'm not going to pretend that that was informative, because half of it was just me... Uh, prattling on about my own insane theories, um, of which, um, those of which you know me can thank, you know, can thank me for not bringing up Back to the Future 3 and why that's bullshit. I'm not going to get into it. I'm about to pull it my lot. Just know that you have been spared, uh, a rant of, of near epic proportion, um, as regards to Back to the Future 3. Um, Thank you all for uh, for joining me on the ride into work today. Um, like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have questions, concerns, feedback, etc., etc., um, you know, at Cast Todd on Twitter, ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, for the emails, shoot me a message in the Anchor app. Pigeons, carrier pigeons. We don't have carrier pigeons, I don't think. 
snail mail, I'm not going to give you my address. Um, that's, that, that doesn't seem wise. Uh, but you, you can get a hold of me. I'm, I'm keen to hear it. Um, and until next time, I hope y'all have a good one. And that's it.